You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 217. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and I'm back with another Friday edition of the I Did It series where we share stories of women who have done it or are in the middle of doing it and them sharing the lessons that they have learned along the way so that we can continue to learn from each other. And today I have Tara on the podcast and Tara has an amazing story, which she's going to go into and um, I'll spoil it a little bit for you, but over the last you know nine years, she has been able to lose 90 pounds and is in a completely different mental, physical headspace than she was back in 2013 when she started this journey. And um, to hear Tara talk about it, it, it was really interesting when we got on the call. One of the things that I I always ask before I start an interview is, you know, is there anything that you want to come out of this episode? Like, is there anything you want to make sure by the time, by the time we end this episode, what is the thing that you really want people to, to know? And man, she like landed right in and she's like the mental work, the mental growth, um, everything that everything comes back to mental. And so you'll hear that in the episode as she talks about this journey and how much mental growth she's had. And yes, I think, it's it's always so funny because when you lead with this idea that she lost 90 pounds, like that is an incredible physical feat. And yet so much of that physical feat, she identifies being a mental feat. And when we can start to link those and recognize that the mental and physical journey is way more interwoven than most people even think, we can start with doing the work that's really going to create that physical transformation. And it very rarely has only to do with the food that you are eating and a lot more internal work that that needs to be done. During this conversation with Tara, we also talk about Coaching Academy. Tara went on to um, go through Coaching Academy and learn how to elicit and shift beliefs and really work from that like transformational level with clients. And if you are interested in joining Coaching Academy, we have a webinar on Tuesday. So this upcoming Tuesday, May 31st, that will go through the process that will go through um, why becoming a transformational coach and working from a deeper level with clients gets them such better long-term results. And uh, we'll open up Coaching Academy on Tuesday as well. So if that's been something that you're interested in, I highly recommend going and registering for our free masterclass. It's at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash become a coach, all one word, become a coach. And you can come to class on Tuesday, learn more about transformational coaching, more about Coaching Academy, and uh, come and join us inside and learn how to be able to coach other people through some of the mental work that needs to be done in order to create a physical change. I am so excited to welcome Tara to the podcast. Tara, welcome to the I Did It series. Hi, thank you for having me. This is awesome. It's going to be really fun. Okay. <laughs> so 
Okay. Let's start with just introducing a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about Tara, a little bit about your journey and some of the significant points along the journey. Okay. So I found myself, um, I went to, I'm a nurse, went to nursing school and um, some weight had slowly creeped oh, on. I didn't know years. that. Yes. Yes. What kind um, of a nurse? I am. Well, I'm a nurse, but I technically don't act like a nurse now. I'm a spine rep. So I own oh. my own distributorship. I own my own company and I do stem cells and spine hardware and so spine cool. fusion. Cake. So, so cool. Okay. I'm yeah. taking out. So, okay. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted okay. you. That's why I love all of this because the whole science part really appeals to me and I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our science brains love this stuff. So in nursing school, I think I gained, that was kind of like the beginning of gaining. Uh, I have kind of fought my weight my whole life. All of my family is like heavy and just grew up in the South. I'm from Texas, live in a small town, Lavernia in Texas, um, fried foods, all that stuff growing up. And so that's just what I knew. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always fought with my weight and then it slowly creeped on in my twenties and in nursing school, I think it started coming on more. Uh, and then once I became a nurse and then I think got married, it just all came on. Uh, what seemed very quickly, but when you look back at it was quite a bit of time. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself in 2013, I, we took our Christmas pictures and I looked at those pictures and it just like a light went off. I mm -hmm. said, that's it. I've had enough. I'm done. I'm doing something about this. And so it was very much kind of like one of those new year's resolutions, but luckily mine stuck. And I, started looking online and I was actually looking up Nutrisystem mm -hmm. and I needed something to be fully done for me. And as I was literally looking it up and saw how expensive it was, I had my laptop on my lap, a Weight Watchers commercial came on TV mm -hmm. and I ended up signing up for that. And I lost 60 pounds mm -hmm. and I uh, got pregnant, gained it all back and then lost it again. And then I got down to, it was, and this is several years in, I got down to where I had like my last chunk of weight that just wasn't coming off with diet. And I, so I realized that working out was just like the only last thing that I could do to finally make it come off. So I joined a small gym here in Lavernia, Shasen Fitness, and it's a small female owned business. And I worked out with a small group of girls and just fell in love with them. I fell in love with the community, the positivity, everything that came along with it. And then the mental aspect of it blew my mind because never in a million years did I realize how exercising and health and choosing foods plays such a big part in your mental health and your clarity and just the way you feel, um, mind through your body. So it's been a long journey. Um, but then the gym came and I lost some weight. My body's changed some. Um, but then at the end of 2020 in October, I went to visit my cousin, Christy, and she was like, she's like, I'm sort of doing this thing with macros. And so she's like, she's talking about this chick named Amber. And I look her up and I'm like, we uncovered like the biggest secret that shouldn't be a secret, which was macros. Mm -hmm. And she like 
showed me and did the calculations and I immediately went into a cut. Um, I probably shouldn't have, but the weight started coming off Mm. like immediately. And I mean, it blew my mind and in a matter, and I was still working out three days a week. Like I had been for two years already. And all of a sudden within my gosh, like six weeks, I was seeing cut in my shoulders, cuts in my arms. I was seeing my body transform and it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And I also remember the first week I was texting my cousin, like, Oh my God, I've had like three tortillas in a day. I haven't had this many tortillas in three years. Um, and I just watched it transform my body. And in the matter of five or six. So I did the cut. Then I went into maintenance or uh, what I thought was maintenance. I don't think it quite was. And it was just like this glorious thing. I mean, I just, there's definitely something to be said for being in maintenance mm-hmm. because so many of us have never lived there before. And you've talked about this a million times, but it's just all a glorious thing that I feel like we just want to scream from the mountaintops yes. that every woman should be living this life. And we should not be torturing ourselves anymore. Um, So that's kind of my journey. It's long, but not. Um, Macros is (laughs) the final thing, hopefully, that I feel genuinely like I feel this is how I'll live the rest of my life. Like I feel like I'm no longer looking for the fix, no longer looking to get that little bit of weight off. Like I still see myself doing this when I'm 60, that Mm -hmm. I know how to eat. I'm educated on how to do it. I'm educated on what my body needs. And if it's summer and I want to lean up a little bit more, I know I need to do that. And if I just know how to tweak some things now, I just feel like I have this massive tool bag that I'm going to have forever. And it has legitimately saved my life and transformed my body in ways that I never even thought were possible. That's huge. That's awesome. So you lost a significant amount of weight. I don't think you shared how much no, that I, was. Yeah. How much? Was um, I've lost 90 pounds. So that's a lot of weight, right? That's a, yeah. that's a significant change. And yeah. um, for somebody else who is listening to this, who, who, cause I get this question a lot. People are like, does macro counting only work for people who have like 10 to 15 pounds to lose? And, and so I think for those people who are listening, who have 50, 75, hundred, 150 pounds to lose, what is your best piece of advice for that journey? It's attainable. Hmm. It, it seems so far off yeah. and is where it gets emotional for me because I've fought those demons and I know what those demons are. And you have somebody talking to your, in your head to you constantly that never stops. And those women, I want them to sit still right now and close your eyes and picture yourself in the grocery store. You've got a great pair of jeans on, you've got your dream body and you've got your great pair of jeans on your wedges. And this is like, you're walking down that cereal aisle and you have the body of your dreams and you're feeling good about yourself. And that mean girl from high school, she's coming down the aisle towards you and you can see her watching you and you're like, Oh yeah, this is my moment. And she comes up and she says, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. And you're like, you know what I have, 
thanks for noticing. And you chunk your cinnamon toast crunch because you can have it (laughs) in your basket and you strut off knowing, damn, I look good. And I put in all this work and this is so worth it. So I don't care if you are a hundred pounds overweight or 200 or 15 or 20, like it is attainable. Mm. And when I was in that position, I didn't think it was attainable. But now that I look back at my pictures, it's incredible. It is so exciting. But, and even though when you feel like you don't have hope, do it. I mean, each day is a new day. Start today. Quit making the excuses. You have to make the decision. And this starts with mental work. You got to work on your mindset. You have to start there. You have to control what you're consuming podcasts, books, the influencers, the people around you. Follow people that inspire you, that want you to be, that make you want to be a better person, that make you want to grow. What you consume matters. Mm. So, and who you're surrounded with matters. Mm -hmm. If you have friends around you that are constantly talking about weight or the newest diet or how bad they feel, you have to make the choice. And sometimes this is hard because you have family, friends and family that make this difficult for you sometimes. And you just have to make the choice to do it for yourself. You have to put yourself first. And if that means kind of pushing some people back, making space for yourself, asking your partner to watch the kids while you go on a 30 minute walk. I don't know too many families, husbands, spouses that wouldn't want their wife to be happier because when mom is happy, everybody's happy. Everyone's happy. That's right. So just know it is attainable, but start with the mindset. Start there. Start just start, find a podcast, listen to your podcast. Obviously, if they're here, they're here for the right reasons already. Mm-hmm. Control what you consume, get off of Facebook, watching the junk and put the powdered donut down. Like right now, like put mm-hmm. it down and then put some mustard on it in the trash can so that you're not going to go back and get it. Cause I know you will, <laughs> but, um, what you consume and who you follow and who you surround yourself with, I think matters tremendously. You yeah. it's your whole environment that feeds you, that fuels you. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you just have to make those choices. You have to make the decision to be better for yourself and to put yourself first. You have to, because it's going to make everyone else happier too. Yeah. That's huge. What would you, what would you say are some of the biggest mindset shifts that you had along the journey that made a difference for you? I had to tackle some negative beliefs about myself. Um, I, was really hard on myself growing up and always on my body. And I think I really had to kind of quit worrying about what other people thought about me. Mm -hmm. And how did you do that? I actually started following an influencer. I started following, I watched, I read the book. Everybody was reading five years ago, girl, wash your face by Rachel Hollis. And I started following her and she really impacted me. Uh, I've done a lot of self-growth and personal growth, lots of self-work in the last few years. And it really started with that book Mm -hmm. Uh, to really look inside and just realize some things and realize we got to live this for ourselves. You know, she says (laughs) she got that from somewhere else that 
no, someone else's opinion is none of your business. Mm-hmm. That's such a valuable piece of advice. Started with that. And the more I worried less about others and put the work in me, just the happier I felt, the more motivated I felt, the more I just felt this push to be better, be stronger. And at the end of your life, you look back and those people didn't live it for you. You lived it. And don't you want your kids to look up to you and say, wow, I watched my mom do that. I want to be that kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, The impact that you leave behind you is big. And doing a lot of just self-work journaling um, podcasts, listening to that sort of thing, just putting positive things in front of myself, actively making those choices to listen to a motivational podcast instead of the radio on the way to work. Um, the choice to do some reading, um, in a book that gives you some motivation or some tips to use for certain things like motivation or choices to make for yourself that may make your life better. Taking the hour and a half that you spend on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram and just putting 15 minutes of that time into reading something valuable for yourself, mm-hmm. that starts to slowly chip away and access into your mind. And it's not a quick process, but wow, like mm-hmm. just in a month, you'll turn around and say, well, I feel like I feel better. I feel like I've grown some. And then six months down the road, a year down the road, three years down the road, I was in a depression several years ago that no one knew about. And I put on a good face. (laughs) Um, but there was a lot going on. And after I started kind of working on this and got started working on my mind, it just, now I just feel this joy in my chest that I haven't felt legitimately probably since I was a kid Mm -hmm. and working on your mind is the biggest thing I think for your general well-being but weight loss and those it's primary it has to be put first that's where it starts yeah. you got to make a choice and you got to make a choice to just be better and try to get better cuz like wouldn't you rather just spend like wouldn't you rather take a month or two and see what happens versus spend another 2 or 5 or 10 years and say, God, I still feel the same way I did 10 years ago. And you've never done anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, yeah, what I'm hearing you say a lot of it that I think is so important that people hear is, is this idea that like, we're always consuming things, right? Whether you, you, whether you're being intentional about what you're consuming or not, like you're consuming things in your social media feed and the things you read and listen to and hear. And what I'm hearing you say a lot is like the more intentional you can be about that of, of filtering what is influencing you, filtering what you're reading or viewing or listening to, the more intentional you can be about that, the more growth that you can have. And I love the quote that says, um, we, we underestimate, we overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year. And that's what I, I, I like getting yeah. from you is like, it's, it's, it's 
a little each day. It's not like we're not reading a book every single day. We're reading like 15 minutes of a book. And yeah, maybe nothing changes in that first 15 minutes or the next 15 minutes or the next. But after a month of 15 minutes, after six months of 15 minutes, after a year of 15 minutes, that's what like starts to create that monumental shift in your life. And then 90 pounds lighter, you know, like, like that's how, that's how it happens. Um, one of my favorite quotes back in all the way back in episode three, I interviewed Becca Jackson and she lost 50 pounds. And one of the things that she, I loved about what she said is she said, I didn't lose 50 pounds. I lost one pound 50 times. And I think just that perspective of, of, like you said, initially, when you look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, I have 90 pounds to lose. Like that's so far away. That's like, so it's just so daunting to think that I have 90 pounds to lose. But when you break that up and say, no, I'm just, I'm just focusing on losing the next one. Yeah. And then I'm focusing on losing the next one mm-hmm. and then the next one. And that right, breaks it up into something that's much more achievable and attainable. Absolutely. Yes. So, good. Uh, so you uh, took the next step and you came in, joined us into coaching Academy. So what was that experience? Like what did, what did, what did you learn there that, that was, um, you know, a continuation of what you had already started to learn? Oh my goodness. What I loved about coaching Academy is that it's, you think the same way that I do about the mental aspect of things. Um, my pipe dream (laughs) when hopefully will actually be real one day is to own a company that helps women with weight loss, that treats it as an addiction treats overeating as an addiction because it is, Mm -hmm. it is no different for us that have been that heavy. We will grab a cookie the same way someone would grab a drug Mm -hmm. or a glass of whiskey. It is an addiction and it needs to be treated as such. And Mm -hmm. that starts with mind and healing. And so my kind of pipe dream is to have a company that houses a licensed therapist that specializes in addiction and, um, to have a licensed therapist that focuses in addiction and eating disorders, Mm -hmm. because that has to start there. So I would like to have a therapist, a dietitian or nutritionist, and a personal trainer that can help someone and make them like, it's not an option. You have to see the therapist and the nutritionist and the nutritionist has to believe in macros. And this is what you're going to do because I want to heal you. And we need to start healing the proper way and go through it in the right process. And coaching Academy just comes at it that way. It's all about beliefs and your mindset and what you need to do to tackle your mindset and the questions you need to ask yourself Mm-hmm. And all these things that you learn about yourself along the way, if you haven't gotten there yet, that help you learn what to ask your clients and the questions to ask them to help them get better. And when you've been down that road, God, it just makes it so much more valuable. And the personal connection that you have to your clients, I know if I went somewhere that someone's been down the same road as me you just have a connection because you're like, girl, you've been there. I trust you. I get you. I mean, I was in, I I got a new nail girl like six months ago and she and I, I walked in one day and met her and 
she's like probably 150 pounds overweight. And by the end of that nail appointment, we were both in tears because we felt like Mm -hmm. God brought us together that day Mm -hmm. that I needed to touch her life in a way. She had just started a diet like the week before and thought that it wasn't attainable. And I, she didn't believe me when I told her I'd lost 90 pounds and I pulled out my phone and she was like in disbelief. Wow. Just coaching Academy allows you to really understand. I almost feel like it's like going to school and studying psychology Mm -hmm. because the mental aspect is huge. And once you can tackle that and learn to fix those negative beliefs and you know the things to look for that you need to stop in your mind before they go any further. Mm -hmm. You learn to address those things in a way that it's permanent. You're getting a permanent tool to be able to help yourself. Coaching Academy does that for you and allows you to help other clients do the same. Everything starts with the mind Mm -hmm. and Coaching Academy treats it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's awesome. the biggest thing I got out of that. As soon as I started your Academy and I got through the first couple of episodes, I was like, this is the right place <laughs> where, and it, you know, all through your other stuff, like in macros one-on-one and stuff, like some mind stuff's mentioned, but not to that extent. And so as soon as I got in a coaching Academy and, and heard that that's just your frame of thought and that's where we need to tackle and that's where we need to start it was perfect. I knew it was perfect. That's where I needed to be. Yeah. We definitely go deep into like the behind the scenes on beliefs and shifting them and eliciting them and, and all of those things. Was there, um, what did you learn about yourself during that process? And I either being in coaching Academy and learning more about coaching or, or during macros, like what have you learned about Tara through your, through this process? I have a lot more willpower than I ever thought I did before. Mm -hmm. Um, For once in my entire life of trying to lose weight and trying to deal with weight and body image issues and all of that, I finally feel like I'm in control. I finally feel like I have the steering wheel. And I... I had surgery at the end of December and I had actually hired another company to help me find, I was, I was in a reverse and trying to find my maintenance right about the time I was going to have the surgery. Mm -hmm. So I hired this, this coach to help me find my true maintenance and then help me through the six weeks of recovery that I wasn't going to be able to work out because I was freaking out that I don't know in my mind, I was going to like gain 30 pounds back in six weeks or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And during that time, I ended up, I didn't gain weight. I think I was I kind of maybe put in a bulk a little bit, but either way, the point of this is during that time, I actually got back up to 199 pounds and I had been living in the mid to low one eighties for a while now. If this was three years ago and I saw 199 pounds on my scale, yeah. I would have been a mess. You would have had to pick me up off the floor, Mm -hmm. but it never bothered me because I knew I was going into a cut soon and I'm like in week three of a cut right now. And all along I was just like, okay, I don't like the way my clothes fit. I'm getting ticked off about that. But the number on the scale didn't really bother me because I knew as soon as I was able to go in a cut, that weight was going to come right off. I knew that I had control of it. And it is the first time I ever 
felt like I had control. Yeah. I had full control of it. And that I can make conscious decisions on what to put in my mouth. You have a story about like, you're not really crazy about sugar cookies, but you would like eat them like the Christmas cookies or whatever, Mm -hmm. because they would be there. Mm -hmm. But then once you do this thing, there's so many things that I just used to put in my mouth just to put in my mouth. And since I've been doing macros, it's kind of funny. There's several times, including like all the great food at Christmas that we have, I would like take a bite or two. And then I would just think this really isn't that good. It's not worth it. And I would throw it in the trash. And then there's days that you're like, yeah, this is good. This is and totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really funny story. I had, um, my son and I love raw cookie dough and I buy like the Pillsbury package. That's kind mm-hmm. of in the package, like hamburger meat shaped or whatever. And so we'll just like cut it off. It never makes it into the oven. And mm-hmm. so we'll just cut pieces off and eat it. And one night I was like, oh my God, I want some cookie dough so bad. And I was already pretty close to my numbers for that day or whatever. And I went to the fridge and I bet you there was probably like almost a half a roll left, right? Mm-hmm. I take it out and I cut a piece off and I cut a piece off. And I'm not even kidding you. I like hold it up and I pull the wrapper back and I just take a bite of it. <laughs> and in like 15 minutes, I just I peeled that wrapper back as if that thing was a banana (laughs) and I ate that entire thing of cookie dough. I felt like crap afterwards, but I intentionally chose to do that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't beat myself up about it. I actually laughed about it and then went to the gym the next day and told the girls about it. And they thought I was crazy because they were freaking out like, Oh my God. And I'm like, it's no big deal. I just got back on made a, day. Made a like, choice and it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I intentionally chose. Yeah. I made the choice mm-hmm. and it's fine because you can do stuff like that. And just once you learn all of this about yourself and you learn what you have, that you have full control of the gas pedal and the steering wheel, nothing else matters because you know, what's in your full control. So If you want, if you feel like that donut is going to serve your body today, then eat the donut. (laughs) It's fine. If it fits, you know? Yes. Oh, it's so good. So awesome. Tara, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, your wisdom, your knowledge that you gained along this, along this journey. It's just, it's, it's so awesome to be able to see you, um, see you with such hope and vigor and excitement for the future. And, you know, think about how far you've come over the last, you know, several years and it's, and it's just amazing. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Of course. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope that you enjoyed learning from Tara and her story and all the amazing wisdom that she shared about her journey, about losing 90 pounds, about the mental aspects of the journey and what she has learned. There were so many great takeaways from her sharing her story. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. 
And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.